May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. During the season of Easter, from Easter Day until Pentecost, we read selections from the book of Acts. Acts tells the story of the early church, not so much as a history, but as a theological recounting of mission. How Paul and Peter and the other apostles received the power of the Holy Spirit and witnessed to Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We understand that Acts was written by the same person who wrote the Gospel of Luke, and the books are best understood as a two-part continuous story. When you experience them together, the Gospel of Luke, telling the story of Jesus, and then the book of Acts, telling the story of the early church, you realize that by setting them side by side, Luke is granting theological weight not only to Jesus, but to the church. His purpose in writing Acts is not to point backward to the church's past, but to use the story of the church to point forward to the ongoing witness of the gospel. That's our witness to the gospel, to our mission. What do we hear in Luke's words for us? What is Luke saying are the ingredients for mission and growth? Today marks the beginning of summer for many people with Memorial Day parades and cookouts. I would like us to consider these next weeks and months as an invitation to us. Perhaps we can use this summer season to ask ourselves again, what does it mean to be church? And what does it mean to be Trinity Church in this time and place? What is our mission? How do we understand Christ's charge to us to go forth and share the gospel news? I believe that today's story in Acts is instructive and offers six specific things which can help us frame our discernment. So let's listen again for God's word in the story. Paul has been traveling far from home, healing, preaching, and sharing the good news of Jesus who is risen. One night he receives a vision of a man pleading with him to come to Macedonia. Understanding the vision as a call from God, Paul and his companions sail from Troas across the Aegean Sea to Macedonia, where they end up in Philippi a Roman town whose name should be familiar to you. We know from Paul's letters that this mission results in a church plant in Philippi. People to whom Paul will later write an encouraging and very fond letter. But today, they've just arrived. 
And they will spend a few days walking around, getting the lay of the land. So we learn two things right off the bat about mission. It requires discernment and a willingness to proceed without knowing the outcome. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never had a vision. So if I did, I'm not sure how I would discern that it was from God. But Paul, our friend St. Paul, is familiar with the experience of visions. So he has a sort of discernment barometer for what is of God. And he listens. And then his traveling companions, who know him well, they trust about his discernment about where they should go next. When they arrive in Philippi, Luke tells us they were there for some days. We don't know what they did, but we can imagine that they explored the place, talked to people, got a sense of the community, what people cared about, what they were worried about, what the needs were. No doubt they visited the local restaurants and tried out the local food. They didn't jump in and develop projects. No, they listened and they discerned and they absorbed. We, too, are called to listen for God's voice, to discern in community and to be open to not knowing where the path will lead. Back to our story. On the Sabbath day, they went looking for a place of prayer. They did not find a synagogue, but they found a group of women by the river praying. Prayer. Away from home, in an unknown country, Paul observes the Sabbath and seeks out others who are praying. This is a key point for us. Whether you are here all summer or vacationing or traveling away for business or family needs, please find ways to pray. To pray in this community when you're here and for this community when you're not. To seek out a church wherever you find yourself on a Sunday morning. Because prayer holds us together and holds us close to God. So for Paul and his friends, it's by a river where they meet Lydia, a wealthy businesswoman. We don't know for sure whether she was a Jew or a Gentile, but we are told that she worshipped God, the God of Israel, the God of compassion, justice, and mercy. So these traveling Jews, for we must remember that Paul and the others were Jews, meet up with Lydia, both having come to the river to pray, and there they talk. And Luke tells us God opened Lydia's heart to listen eagerly to what Paul had to say. Lydia was already a woman of faith, a woman of prayer. Perhaps she was the one who gathered this group of women each week to pray. We don't know, but her heart was open to hear the gospel message that Paul was bringing. 
Here's a really important point. Very, very rarely does someone come to Christ just out of the blue. There are stories of this happening, and perhaps it has happened to you. But for most of us, the soil of our hearts needs to be tilled a bit, prepared with prayer and through study and meditation of Scripture, sometimes through suffering or loss, through a stirring of compassion and love from someone else. So we will continue to offer opportunities this summer to pray. Noonday on Wednesday will go throughout the summer. And there will be a Trinity summer book to challenge our minds and our hearts. And I really hope that the less busy summer Sundays will provide time for all of us to talk with one another in small groups or at coffee hour about our hopes and our dreams. We are invited to allow the spirit to till the soil of our hearts to stir up new life in us. And we can help that by trying something new for the season. Perhaps a new spiritual discipline or a commitment to listening deeply to those we meet. After her conversation with Paul, Lydia and her entire household were baptized. Since they were right there, right there by the river, you can imagine the scene. Perhaps a morning like this morning with the sun shining in the blue sky. And there they all are, glorious and dripping wet. Grown-ups and children coming up out of the water three times. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism. Baptism is a commitment. A commitment to the point of death in Christ for the sake of new life in him. Our time of discernment requires renewed commitment to our baptismal vows. Our commitment to one another and to the work of Christ's church. And finally, hospitality. Immediately after being baptized, Lydia invited Paul and the others into her home. Her zeal for the Lord was not an idea, not something in her head, but in her heart. And her response was tangible and directed outward toward others. Filled with God's love and promise, she opens her home, sharing what she has. How can we open ourselves and our community in tangible ways? Ways which invite others into this place. Not so that we can do for them but so that we can meet together here around God's table. My friends, like Paul and the other apostles, we are on a journey, a journey together. Christ tells us that he has sent the Holy Spirit to lead us, and we need to pack lightly. 
So let's commit to walk together this summer and to bring us, bring with us these six things. One, discernment and holy listening. A willingness to go forth without knowing where we will end up. Prayer all the time. Some new spiritual tools to till the soil of our hearts. Commitment to one another and to Christ's call to us. And a spirit of welcome and hospitality to all. We are the church, that church that Luke writes about in Acts. Each one of us is an integral part of the body. Trinity Church is the way it is because each one of you is here. As we live into the questions of where we are called next and who we will be next, we need each one of you to be in those conversations in prayer and discernment and fellowship and fun together. And we don't do this alone. We have assurance from our Lord Jesus Christ who tells us, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. That's a tricky part, right? Do not let your hearts be troubled by this. And do not let them be afraid. For I am with you to the end of the age. That is his promise. Thanks be to God.